Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Preferred Carpentry Podcast. I'm your host, Michael DeSoma, and this episode is to give you some insight on myself and the business. I mean, here I am creating content for you, and you do not know anything about me, so how can you trust what it is that I'm bringing to you? So I felt this is a perfect time to give you some insight on myself. And also, I'm not reading anything, so I wanted it to be as organic as it can be. So you're going to hear me trip on some words. You're going to hear me stutter probably, whatever it is, because I want you to feel like you can trust a company such as mine. So I want to start it off by saying that I got out of high school at 17 years old. I decided to try a community college the, the community college had a trial run, like a like a summer program to see if college is a good fit for you. And thank God I gave that a shot because I realized I did not want to do it. It wasn't for me. So the next option was the military. So at 17 years old, my mom had to sign me in because I wasn't old enough to do it myself. So I'm stationed over in Fort Benning, Georgia. Uh, boot camp, house of pain, uh, mad dog. Oh my God. I bringing back memories. Think about a 17 year old kid hearing that they're going to a unit called house of pain. And you have all the priors that are over in the, like the processing area that are sharing horror stories and horror stories about South Korea and about some other places that you don't want to go to and black syphilis. And oh my God, they definitely got me really nervous. I said to myself, I do not want to go to South Korea. Please do not send me. I want to go to uh, Germany, if anywhere. Everybody's been to Germany. My stepfather went to Germany. My father was over in Germany. My mother remembers when she was over in Germany. And I know I just gave you three different people in Germany. Let me tell you, total different times okay when my father and my mom had me they were really young and then as you know get older you run into new people my mom remarried to a to an amazing man who we found out that he you know he was in the military too so it's kind of funny how you know life is so i I just felt like i had to say that because some people would be like his mother and his father and his stepfather. Total different times, all right? So uh, so there's some more uh, raw stuff right there about, about me. So uh, anyway, in basic training, in my unit or my platoon, I was the youngest person, one of the youngest, not the young, one of the youngest, 17 years old. And I have to tell you, it blew my mind how grown men could not follow simple instructions And we used to get in so much trouble when people didn't follow the rules. And it was just like, why is that so hard? So I guess I always had this, uh, make sure you listen to what you're, you know, or do what you're told and you won't get in trouble. I guess I had that mentality and it kept me from getting into a lot of trouble. And it actually helped me fast track. So when I got out of basic, I was already an E2. And then... They sent me, guess where they sent me? The only place that I hear horror stories about, South Korea. 
They sent me to South Korea. I was 18 now because I gra- uh, my birthday's in December. So I had my birthday, my 18th birthday in uh, what do you call it? basic training. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, nothing happened at all because they don't celebrate. You're, you're an infantryman and everything was like straight. Um, there was no fun. It was like everybody was just hard asses. And uh, there was just like, you know, everything was strict by the book. Professional. Anyway, so after basic training, I get stationed in South Korea. And would you believe... That I actually chose to stay there for two tours. And the main reason is my little brother was graduating high school. And in order for me to go home at that time, I needed to stay in South Korea for one more year. They have a strict vacation policy in the army in South Korea. And the only way they overlook that is if you... You, like the incentive of book uh, of staying in South Korea a second time is you can you know vacation when you want because you're choosing to stay one more year in South Korea and to be honest with you South Korea wasn't even that bad I actually enjoyed myself over there one of my buddies that we reconnected a few years ago uh, b- man like best friends like it's just like it's amazing. I'm so glad that we reconnected, but we met in South Korea and he also served two years over there. The second tour, we never, we didn't stay in the same, uh, platoon or battalion. Like we were both Bravo. And then I wound up getting restationed to another battalion, but right next to each other. So we kept in contact. And of course, when, you know, there was no Facebook or anything like that. So, we lost connection after we both left South Korea. And it wasn't only until a few years ago because of Facebook that we found each other, you know, through through Facebook and we reconnected. So anyway, um, in South Korea, before I left there, I was actually, um, I left as a specialist, an um, E4. So I fast tracked over there and then finished up my tour over in Fort Hood, Texas. And in Fort Hood, Texas, I was only there from March, March, April, May, June, July, five months. Now, my my exiting my ETS date, the day that I needed to be out or my contract date was September 17, 2001. I want you to think about that. September 17, 2001. I saved enough vacation time that I was able to get out in July. So while I was in Fort Hood, Texas, in those uh, March, April, May, June, in 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 four months, so not even in the fifth month, they wanted to send me to NCO school to be in uh, a sergeant. That is an amazing accomplishment. They're all saying that I should do it, but I knew I didn't want to be in the service. I knew I wanted to get out. I said, give it to somebody that wants to be in the service. I mean, it doesn't make sense to send me to something that I know that I don't want to be a part of. I do not want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to serve any more than what I've chosen to serve. So anyway, so I never wound up going. My stepfather drove all the way from Pennsylvania to, or all the way down from Pennsylvania to Texas to pick me up, to ride 
home. We stopped at New Orleans and then we, you know, and then we went home. He was telling me about a job over where he works in the restaurant business. So we were, we were talking about that before he was going to go and pick me up. Then I wind up working with him and my brother over at this restaurant business. Um, there for a few years and I started as a line cook because, you know, I have no restaurant experience. I wound up working my way up to become a dining room manager and then a deck manager. And then when there was an opportunity for, uh, to be a general manager, when the general manager position opened, I asked if I could be the general manager. And I was told that I was too young, no experience that, I cannot be a general manager. I looked at that as a dead-end job. And I know I should be very happy. Like I fast-tracked even in the restaurant business that I've gotten these promotions in under two years. So after that, I decided that it's not the job for me. Uh, My buddy told me that he was going to be going to put an application for a landscaping company. I said, maybe I should do the same thing. So we wound up going to meet up with the person from from Toby. You know what? I messed that up. He was going to meet up with this landscaping company in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He asked me if I wanted to take a ride with him. So I said, sure, you know, I have nothing to do right now. And it was my day off. So we wound up leaving from Toby Hunter, Pennsylvania, up to Allentown, where this guy was had his uh, uh, at his job site. So when we get there, he has to give his application to the woman who was running the I guess the um, the hiring who's doing the hiring and firing and, you know, all that. So. When he gave her his application, she said to me, she says, hey, uh, do you want an application? And I was like, this is perfect. I feel like the restaurant business is, you know, or at least this particular um, restaurant, there's no more room to grow. I want to grow. Maybe this is the opportunity for me or maybe this is the path that I need to be taken. Never wanted to be a landscaper, but... You know, I'm the kind of person that adjusts to whatever's put in my, you know, put in my path. So I said, sure. I filled it out and I get a call the next day that I got hired. So did Edgar. So what was great about that is that we used to carpool a lot to go to the landscaping sites. So the landscaping company is Extreme Transformations. Um, I wound up fast tracking with this also. I did really well with the landscaping, especially when it comes to labor, laboring work. I'm just really good at like moving the rocks around, moving the sod. I remember one day there was a sod project and everybody was grabbing like one or two rolls of sod and I'm grabbing four rolls of sod and bringing it up the mountain and wherever it has to go and putting it down and just that's my work ethic it's not that i'm trying to show anybody up it's just that's how i am and i remember the landscaping boss actually put twenty dollars on on the side so everybody could see and he's like mike take it and i'm like i go grab it fast and he's like no no no. i want everybody here to see that mike just made twenty dollars because of how he works so that right there gave me this sense of satisfaction or gratitude that if you put in the hard work you will be rewarded. 
So the landscaping, as you know, is is a seasonal job. Pennsylvania, it's, you know, summer, uh, the landscaping season doesn't last long. So the landscaping guy hooked up with another guy from his church to combine businesses. Now, I could be wrong with this this part of the story that I'm going to share. And I'm actually, you know, going to tell the landscaping guy to listen in on this if he doesn't mind. Because uh, I'm sure it'll bring back some memories for him as well. But on the outside or, yeah, the outside looking in or the inside look, yeah, the outside looking in, um, him and the, uh, the c- carpenter, Wound up deciding to combine forces because of for con- more consistent work, and during the uh, winter time he, he would tell me tell me to go work with the carpenter. So I'd work with the carpenter, and now I'm scared. I'm nervous because I don't even know how to read a tape measure. I just know that each tick mark means something. So, you know, I learned on the job basically how to read the tape measure. So if I, if I went over like one, two, three, four, five, six. Six ticks out of sixteen. That's six sixteen. That's that's three eighths. I can't reduce it further. So, just to give you a sense of, uh, you know, adapting. I wound up adapt. I don't even know if that guy even knows whether I know how to read a tape, knew how to read a tape measure or not, because I was able to figure it out without having to ask him to teach me how to read it. So anyway, so him and I wound up working really well together. The chemistry was on point. We were able to just trim out houses really fast. And then I wound up going out on my own. And that was actually really hard at first because I had the, you know, like the the common sense on how to do certain things. But there were things I didn't know how to do. So my friends and some of my friends' family and even some of my family knew that I was doing construction work. So if someone said, hey, I had a sheetrock job. Can you patch this up? I took it on. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew enough that I can do it. It's not this fake it until you make it. It's having confidence in what you can do. Now, I was too afraid to go out on my own or to create a business. So I did it anyway. I created the name. It was M&D Carpentry. And I I picked like a local name, like something that is uh, just more. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, It's I was afraid right now on preferred carpentry. I didn't want to pick a name like Preferred Carpentry. And that name didn't even exist in my mind at that time because I felt like I'm too new. I don't deserve to have an established name or a name that has any type of weight behind it. And I'm not saying names like Preferred Carpentry or using your first name like Michael's Construction is bad. My take on it is it's like a starter name. It's not everybody's going to feel that way. Not even customers are going to feel that way. I'm just telling you, you know, how I took it, how I was thinking at the time. And plus, I wasn't doing any big jobs. And I remember one of the first jobs that I did was for a good friend of mine's mother-in-law. She had a chalet over in, uh, in the Poconos. And she wanted to redo all of her doors and put up crown molding. 
and this is my first big job. And I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like to do it. And I remember giving the same price as I do for my builders because here I am on my own now. And I looked at it as I can make like, I don't know, uh, $1,000 in a week. That's good money to me. And hindsight, looking back, I can only imagine how much I could have made. But I'm glad that it went the way it did. And I remember ordering the materials for her. And I forgot to order the backsides of all the trim to the doors. So, like, think of st- uh, standing inside the bedroom and having the door and then measuring the trim for the door inside the bedroom. But forgetting that the other side is the hallway. I think this was, oh, man, what was this? This was 2000 and four or two, 2000 and f- no 2006 maybe that i did this uh, probably 2006 so i told her i says listen i made a mistake i'm so sorry if i have to pay for it she's like no 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 don't worry about it it happens it was like 600 dollars in materials and she's like don't worry about it it's such a a blessing and and this is 2006 we're in 2018 now she still calls me to do work. That's how much of a good relationship that I have with my customers. I, I felt like I had to throw that side note in there. So I do this first job for her. We change out all of her doors to solid core, six panel, heavy, rate, heavy weighted doors. All of them. Put new knobs on them. She got these glass knobs antiquish looking knobs she wanted crown molding up and even in the cathedral of the ceiling so the ceiling peaks i was able to do all that and have nice tight miters redo her windows it was an amazing opportunity to do for for her and from then on like moving forward i wound up redoing her bathroom her one bathroom then I redid her other bathroom. She had me do the backsplash to her kitchen. She had me put laminate floor. Now, these are all different times. Laminate flooring in the bedrooms. Hardwood flooring up in another room. And anytime she had an issue with whatever, with something different, she always felt that she could call me. And I always felt that I could be there for her because she's one of the first people. Her name is Liz. Liz is awesome. And I am just so grateful for most of the people that I have the opportunity to do work for. But she was one of my first starter jobs. Another starter job was from my stepfather when he had left that restaurant business. He was working for somebody else. And that person needed a trimmer to trim out their house, uh, um, their rental. So I gave a price for them. Again, I'm used to working for just a builder. I'm on my own. So something more than like $400 a week at the time was really good money. So I wound up charging, I don't know what it was. I think it was probably like $800 to trim this whole entire house. And everything was inconsistent. The windows were not plumb. The walls were bad. The floor, everything about this house was a challenge. And I gave them a time frame of like three days. And the guy's like, there's no way you're getting this done in three days. I says, can I work as late as I want? 
He's like, you can work as late as you want. No one lives here. I was like, then I'll get it done. He's like, by yourself. I said, by myself. In three days, I could get this done. He's like, it, it, it's not going to happen. I was like, as long as you tell me I could work as late as I want to work, I could get this done. So, I get it done. This guy happens to be the director for Shawnee Golfing and Resort. Then he brings me in to do work at the lower level, like the spa area, to finish up some work that wasn't finished, the suites. Um, that was back in 2006 also, 2006, 2007. And I've actually done work. He's called me a few years ago for other projects. And the point of all this is that I like to make sure I keep a solid reputation with the people I do work for. Um, you know, because it's really important to me. So with these jobs here, it wound up giving me more confidence. I'm doing work under M&D Carpentry. I wind up doing some work for some other friends. They want bathroom renovations done. Now, I haven't done a bathroom renovation, but I'm pretty confident that I can. And one bathroom renovation that I did was a total gut job. Like they have a small shower stall, three by three, three foot by three foot shower stall. And next to the shower stall was a toilet. And we wound up removing the toilet and relocating it in another area, ripping out that shower stall and then making that whole entire wall into one big giant walk-in shower area with a mortar bed, like creating the bed for the tile and putting a seat in there. But I felt confident in my work ethic and in uh, my the work that I can give. That was probably in 2009 or 2010. And I have gone to that house a few years ago for some other things. Because, you know, like I said, people call me back for some other work. I wound up redoing some deck work for this homeowner as well. Um, and when I went back there, I asked if I could check out their bathroom. And it still held as good as it did as the first time that I put it in. And the fact that they called me up for more work, again, reassures me that taking care of my customers, paying attention to detail, doing the proper things with quotes, making sure you're as transparent as you can be, builds long relationships. So after all these jobs and building the relationship that I've been building, I felt the next step now was to change the name to something more reputable. So I amended the name from M&D Carpentry to Preferred Carpentry. And it took a while to come up with the name. 2008 is when I decided in January 2008, yep, is when I amended the name to Preferred Carpentry. So as of 2008, I've been preferred carpentry for 10 years. Um, been in business a little bit longer than that. I, uh, you know, I have my HIC number. One of the, it's a, it's a short, it's a small number. I wound up getting my number before you actually had to have your number by law. Uh, Pennsylvania was started to do that. I believe it was uh, June in 2009. You had to get this number. So I wound up getting it, I think, in January 2009. I'm Honestly, I'm not really sure how 
I went about doing that, but my number is 20128. So it's not a, you know, it's it's a small number. And then, um, again, so I changed the name to Prefer Carpentry. I wound up get, making a design for the for the logo. I did that on a CAD program. Um, so the logo, I feel, is always going to stay what it is. I chose the colors uh, blue and orange because I thought those were pretty cool colors to have. But anyway, uh, getting back to to the business, I wound up having a chance to be in the Better Business Bureau. And in order to be in that, you have to be selected by another business if they feel that you're credible enough to do that. That was back in 2012, I believe. And I turned it down because I just didn't understand it that well. And then I had the opportunity again in 2016, and I decided then that it was time to change, you know, to, to see about having accreditation. So I did that. I'm an accredited business. I have now, um, I put a lot of content on Facebook. I feel like my customers trust me. I have a lot of work through word of mouth and referrals. I appreciate everybody I do work for. I am glad that I've listened to some business owner friends. They give they gave me really good advice. Like my one friend says, don't be known as a cheap guy. Whatever you do, like if you have to lower your price, just don't be known as the cheap guy. So my quality definitely um, has improved over the years. Um, I've also learned to make sure with like customers or homeowners to do jobs up to a certain point in which you're willing to lose money. You know, because uh, I've heard a lot of horror stories from business owners that people owe them, tw- you know, two grand, 20 grand, 10 grand, 80 grand. And I've, I've learned that you have to make sure you get money at the proper time. And I know also for some homeowners, it's hard to trust a, uh, a carpenter or, or a uh, construction worker. So I'm hoping to show you, no matter where you are, that not all contractors are bad, just like not all homeowners are bad. See, here's something to, to, to put out there too real quick. You are interviewing us to do work in your home. I don't know about everybody, but I know for me, and some some of my friends, we are also interviewing you. We want to know if you are the kind of homeowner we would want to do work for. So sometimes we do get too busy and I'm a one man shop. I just hired two guys, two laborers that I'm hoping that will have the same kind of work ethics that I do, that want to grow, that want more, and I want to give them more. I want to give them opportunities to run their own crew. So right now they have a great opportunity to work for a person like me that is looking to have people that want to grow. I want them to want to be a part of the business. So I got my workman's comp not too long ago, payroll. I'm a very small company, and instead of treating my employees like subcontractors and trying to fly under the radar which i know so many people do it i don't i want to do it right like i i think that if i do it right i'm gonna reap the rewards because i'm doing it right 
Like, so I just want to let you know, too, like uh, I'm I'm the company is a legitimate company that is that the reputation is based off of the work that we've done in the past and the work that we continue to do. And as I'm, you know, telling you about the business, I want to tell you some current things. I just got hired to do a commercial job for a business over in Easton pennsylvania cakes and corolla very uh very good uh business owners they are awesome people um i also had gotten a call earlier this week from another restaurant looking for somebody to do finished carpentry work i asked them what the restaurant what the restaurant is and they said chick-fil-a now, I listen to podcasts and I'm trying to grow my business and, um, I'm, you know, I'm reading different books because I feel that you as a homeowner or a business owner, you want somebody that you can trust to do work for you. So um, I learned some stuff about Chick-fil-A, their work ethic what they do for their employees. I've heard so many good things about them that the opportunity in itself is just an honor. And if I do wind up completing a job like that, that gives my customers more of, uh, shows them more trust on what this company with Prefer Carpentry can do. And hopefully it'll help with the podcast. This podcast is supposed to help you as the homeowner and any business, you know, construction business that's out there looking to listen to, you know, certain podcasts, maybe this could help you too. Um, it'll help me, that's for sure. I'm looking for feedback and I appreciate everybody that has been giving me feedback. Um, I hope that I've given you enough insight on the business. If you want to know any more, just email me at preferred underscore carpentry at live.com and follow me on facebook i do a lot of live videos and i'm very active on facebook it's preferred carpentry llc if you are watching this podcast or not watching if you're listening to this podcast but you saw the thumbprint of the business with the hammers that's my logo so if you look for preferred carpentry llc on facebook look for those hammers all right that's so you can find find the business. I want to thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to doing this again next week. We'll figure out what the content will be then. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike DeSoma with Preferred Carpentry and I hope to gain your trust. Bye.